0: Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Hello, friends of Deep Well Astrology Podcast. Today is Thursday, April 7th, 2022. And I'm joining you in the midst of an almost silent retreat. Almost except for you. For the last 10 years, I choose one week a year to make a silent retreat deep in the hills of Kentucky. I do not astrologically time my retreats, but the more I come to understand my 12 house placements, the more I come to value places of conscious, structured retreat to regroup and also honor the potential of my 12th house planets retreat solitude removal are some of the connotations or themes of the 12th house and according to traditional astrology some others are prisons exile secret enemies and deep ancestral inheritance i also like to read the 12th house as the mystery or unknowingness and sometimes the collective unconscious If you are like me and have a handful of planets in your 12th house, do not worry. Your life will not necessarily be plagued by foreign exile and secret enemies, but you'll likely have some solitary reckoning to do at some point. I have to laugh at this deep silent retreat that the moon is in Gemini today, almost as if saying, even though you're supposed to be silent, let's talk a little bit, let's chatter let's exchange information, let's connect. Perhaps this is already giving some clues away about our topic, astrologically informed self-care, a moon in Gemini. This episode is for folks who steward a moon in Gemini, born with a natal Gemini moon, or love or know or care about somebody with a Gemini moon. Before moving forward, I think it's important to make mention that we are just starting to separate from a distinct conjunction of Mars and Saturn at 22 degrees Aquarius. And for some of us, especially with placements around 22 degrees of fixed signs, this may have been a frustrating or rough week in the Aquarius section of our charts. Mars and Saturn conjunctions can feel like stop and go energy or even grinding halt energy, sometimes wanting to move forward but being stopped or constrained, or even some more serious hit the wall energy. In its possible constructive manifestation, if we can harness the combo, it can call on our inner resources of tenacity, endurance, and the will to prevail, even under strict or burdening circumstances. The longer this week carries on, the more separating will be felt, and I anticipate a new kind of energetic availability will be around by the beginning of next week. But let's save that for next week. Today, we will highlight you, moon in Gemini, and learn some strategies of caring for and stewarding a Gemini moon. If you listen to the introduction to this topic in episodes 27 through 28, you will get a better sense on how I view the moon and read it in our charts. But just in case you didn't tune in, here are the cliff notes. In a natal chart, I look at the moon as how we feel emotionally nourished, also how we go about emotional processing. I also look to the moon for a general indication of our embodiment, especially our fluid processes like digestion and our perception of the mother, mother figure, or primary caregiver. It has been tremendously helpful for me to learn and reiterate that the moon does not necessarily describe our mother, primary caregiver or mother figure as she or they actually were but it is our perception of that person Some of you may relate this to this idea if you have siblings Oftentimes siblings will even say I felt like we had different mothers or I felt like we had different primary caregivers Well according to astrological interpretation you did Why can action be perceived so radically different between two people? This difference usually lay within the sign and placement of the moon. In general, in regards to perception of the mother or primary caregiver, a moon in Gemini may perceive this figure as talkative, communicative, nervous, obsessed or engrossed with learning, reading, or information, quick moving or thinking socially connected nervous neurotic extroverted a social butterfly two-sided or two-faced tingled and surface dialogue or details wanting to be young or appearing youthful fun or mercurial in some way a shapeshifter if you have a moon in gemini do any of those keywords relate to your perception of your mother or primary caregiving figure Take a moment also to reflect. What if this is inherently true? Or what if this perception is a result of your astrological mingling together? If you have access to their birthday, location, or time, you might look up their chart and see, did your mother, mother figure, or primary caregiver actually own any Gemini features or processes? (music) like to make note of the mother perception piece or the primary caregiver perception piece as a place to consider because as we get to know and steward our own moons we also get the opportunity to face our relationship with nourishment as somatically offered and taught through our early caregiving it is my heart knowing that we each have a deep rooted connection with understanding and knowing what we need If we are here and we are embodied, we've spent a good number of years already growing ourselves from an embryo to now. So some things have gone very well. And yet some of us due to upbringing or circumstance have had to truncate our needs for nourishment or perhaps someone taught us differently than our deep elemental knowing. And due to circumstance, we changed or amended ourselves because we are incredibly adaptable. It is my hope that we reclaim and get back in touch with our own moon so that we can reclaim some of our agency and personal knowing wisdom that's already innately available. So this is about a reconnection if we feel we're a little lost in that area. A Gemini moon most basically is nourished by communication, by talking things through, by intellectual connection and ideas through sociability and maybe even jokes. A Gemini moon may like to eat a bowl full of humor or even learn about a subject or a topic just for fun. Jeopardy is a good choice for Gemini moons where information can be exchanged and learned and maybe even conversations where things just aren't taken so seriously all the time. There can be something youthful or playful to a Gemini moon Or maybe even a bit prankster ish or two-sided once again I might ask a Gemini moon who is your favorite comedian or impersonator where can you find emotional nourishment and being with people who exhibit some of this humorous or comedian features when we think on the level of emotional nourishment deeper It can feel good to lighten up sometimes and not always have to take things so deep or so serious. And when opportunities to process through language with another or your own through writing come about, seize that moment and allow time for that in your life or seek it out. Words, whether they make sense or meaning or not, can be a balm in a way you make sense of a sometimes overwatery watery terrain of emotions. If you're feeling dragged in or dragged down, or you're in relationship with somebody who is more watery than you, you might seek to levitate some of those emotional experiences into words or into a way that you can process with your mind and through words, through conversation. When I say emotional nourishment to a Gemini moon, I want to clearly say that it is possible to feel emotionally nourished through words or information exchange itself to be heard, to relay a message and know it's received and exchange received back in words from someone else. That can be an emotionally nourishing exchange, even if the topic isn't so deep all the time. If you have a Gemini moon, consider those folks you feel at ease talking with or talking to, and keep those connections afloat. Think of the ways and outlets you have to exchange words, information, and messages. Gemini is a sign ruled by Mercury, the winged foot messenger, so part of you wants to fly and have spaces where your emotional movement can be quick and light, to not be over-encumbered or burdened would like to move move through words through communication through thinking through sharing as far as the body's concerned a gemini moon can tend to feel nervous or apprehensive when not fed by some of the ways we've talked about nervous stomach neuroticism anxiety having a hard time sleeping or feeling unsettled in the stomach or in the fluid processing of the body since there is a bounty of mercurial energy here with that moon being a mercurial moon, this moon needs to move and make connection and talk things through, relay messages and process information. If there's a hindrance to that process or movement of the moon, the soma or somatic self can actually feel like it's an internalizing this mercurial energy, which can feel on the inside nervousness movement jittery tapping all those things that go along with a nervous system that is being repressed or having to stay inside rather than exchanging itself mercury of course also rules the nervous system the lungs and our hands so these systems could also see an influence affected on them if it is not being processed through If this movement is not happening this exchange have I was going to ask if any of you have fidgety hands or nervous taps. I used to know someone who was a drummer, and he always had this way of like playing drums on everything around him. Uh, he actually—I didn't know astrology then, but come to find out—he has a lot of Gemini process going on, and he was a great drummer. So, in the next section, we'll talk more specifically about practical applications and ideas for stewarding your Moon in Gemini. Okay, Gemini moons, I hope this talk has got your juices flowing for routes and ways to keep your Gemini moon fed and nourished. Now, remember, we're here talking very generally about a Gemini moon, and your Gemini moon is located in one of the houses. Of your natal chart and that's really going to make a difference in what departments of your life this kind of energy needs to be fed so for those of you who are listening who are interested and just want to set in more with emotional processing or nourishment styles you're always welcome to contact me for a reading i'd be happy to sit with you you can head to my website it's just my name alisondisler.com so when thinking about self-care for a moon and gemini one thing that can be helpful is to recognize when you may feel nervous, jittery, anxious, unable to rest, or in some way living in a heightened nervous system state, we'll call this for astrological purposes an internalized mercurial overload. This may or may not be accompanied by shakiness in the limbs or hands or a quickening of breath or needing to move. From an astrological point of view, once again, We'll look at this as a mercurial somatic response. If that happens, notice how you regulate or dissipate that energy. Or how do you come back into balance or find your balance? If this is new to you, don't worry. So we're here just to study and learn. So you can take a deep breath, fill those lungs. That might even be a good practice to have if you've got a lot of Gemini process going on. And just do your best to notice or keep track. You might like to start keeping a notepad or a journal or use your words to describe or relay your experience. You might even like to just have a voice recorder with you. Remember, it's possible that sharing of your words through conversation, messaging, or writing is one of your greatest nourishing allies. Not only that, notice who you have around you that loves to talk, even chit-chat with you. Make sure you have enough outlets for your words to dissipate or transform your energy into communication or connection or sociability. Do you ever write letters? Have a pen pal or an online friend to share information with? In the old times, and some of us still do this, folks sent letters and postcards to friends just for fun. Perhaps you might find nourishment in the postal process or having friends or family who you enjoy corresponding with, even just for a friendly hello, so you can start a mail chain. If you are creative or crafty, you might find others to trade art cards with or start a story exchange. You write a paragraph, send it off, and someone else writes, so you're being emotionally nourished by that connection through those words, so there's a lot of creative ways you can approach that. The nourishment will often come through the exchange, so don't worry too much about the content if that trips you up. And finally, if you don't yet have a trusted colleague, friend, spiritual mentor, life coach, or therapist that you regularly chat with, consider seeking out someone that you'd enjoy talking with. So, you know, it can be in any discipline, really. Just find somebody who you're drawn to or that you might like to exchange words with or learn from. This may be one-to-one, but that Gemini moon sure might love a small group, too. Consider the potential of a club, or a group that meets weekly or monthly around a topic, or just to exchange information and chew the fat. And when all else fails, pick up the phone and give your friend or family a old fashioned phone call, even just to leave a message. And of course, I'd always love to hear from you, too. Ready until next time. Take care. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.